alive. Okay. Yeah, every one more mic check. 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 Sound check. check. Sound check. One, two. All right, perfect. Welcome back, Double T PM. Hi, how are we doing? Uh, I'm actually really glad we're recording because um, I do not like this weather and it's giving me seasonal depression. But if you've been here since day one and you've listened to, what is it, one of our first 20 episodes, then you recognize Danica. <laughs> you probably, you only heard her in the past. Now you get to see her. Um, oh, oh my God. That's right. Last time we didn't, we didn't do video. Yeah. It wasn't until Steph. It wasn't until yeah. Steph that yeah. we did video. Yeah. So welcome Danica licensed. <laughs> <laughs> She's a sex therapist. A sex, sex therapist. Yeah, that's good. That's good. <laughs> How are you? How's life? I'm good. Life's been good. How's the sex therapy world? You look beautiful. By are me. people Thank healing? You. Yeah, all, all the time. Actually, I've been doing a lot of sex therapy. Actually, most of my clients are sex therapy based, and they're all chilling, just good. you know, progressing in their in their lives and relationships. A lot I of them are having that. kids now. Really? Mm-hmm. More people having children having children planning on having kids so wow are we getting mm -hmm. to that age what age are they i guess it varies are they like between most of them are in their 30s oh yeah what's your stance on children personally or just like <laughs> as a... yeah like do you want your no your no no kids? i'm never gonna have kids okay see i i think i won't have my own either but i i think i've been thinking about this a lot recently because like kids love me my boyfriend's kids love me. My nieces and nephews from like my chosen family love me. And like they all gravitate towards me. And I'm just like, do they just like sense that I still have like a raging inner child or, you know. Maybe kids also like people who are pretty and symmetrical. Oh. So it could be that. They think I'm pretty. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> my kids are not my expertise. So <laughs> take that with a greatest salt. I love the way you said that. <laughs> So give me pretty and symmetrical. That's me. Like symmetrical people. There's studies on this. Wait, really? Yeah. So the, they like gravitate. Oh, I I did. I have read before that it was like an article or something that said if um had like ten ways to know you're attractive, and I was like okay. And one of them was like if children look at you a lot. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and I was like okay, cool. But I just I didn't realize that. So I'm fucking yeah. beautiful, guys. <laughs> at least in the eyes of a child. <laughs> Beauty is subjective. <laughs> I'll Someone out there like, older. I'll take it. But anyways. Uh, <laughs> actually, that's what we talked about in a recent episode was Kimi and I both have uh, more children-related fantasies recently. Oh. Yeah. And actually, it was interesting because we, we did it with Nicoletta, who's also um, a therapist. She does a mix of, like, regular therapy mm -hmm. and I think also some sex therapy mm -hmm. and then equine therapy mm -hmm. with horses. But um, anyways, and afterwards she was like, we never talked about the fear. And then I talked to her a little bit more about it. And I think that's why in my fantasies, I don't mind having children is because in my fantasies, I'm like willing to face my fears and like having children is like a big fear of mine. Mm, so it's like a safe space to kind of work that out internally. Yeah. 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 Because like the thought of childbirth scares the shit out of me. Yeah, I'm with you there. Yeah. The only <laughs> things that are like attractive about having children to me, and this may sound really fucked up and I hope not, but like the cute parts of pregnancy, you know, like when you're like you massive know, titties. Yeah, massive boobs. <laughs> glowing skin. Glowing skin, a cute belly, and like, you know, healthy, luscious hair. Um, and then like when, you know, your partner's there for you during the birth and i think that's because bridgerton has like given me this false sense oh of reality God. of that like show. a guy holding onto my hand lovingly as i'm like giving birth and then when they're like two to four years old when they're like talking and like cute and they have like that cute little baby voice but they're not like forming full opinions yet mm -hmm. and you know you can still kind of relatively control them that's the, those are the only things that like appeal to me about children. very specific parts that's of it. being a parent that's it the rest i'm like no thank you and i don't think that's enough to like warrant having children that's why i'm on that's my fair. auntie character arc that's it that's all i need to be on right now anyways so, my therapist i was actually oh so i do somatic therapy now love somatic therapy oh, have you tried it before so yourself uh, my, i think my current therapist does some of it yeah oh mm. but it's great because like i don't know like she's like the just the way she 
touches and holds me. Like it's like mm-hmm. she puts her hand like on one side of my or the top of my spine and then at the bottom and then it's just like or she'll like hold my adrenal gland mm-hmm. or whatever. I actually th- this just remind me I recently went to this like facial spa where it was like a spiritual experience because they did like some breath work and some energy work and she did like massage techniques yeah that were just so wonderful well where was this uh it's in sherman oaks it's called kosha spa i gave it like five stars on yelp i was like i need to go write about this book because i was like splurging and i was like this is kind of expensive i wouldn't normally spend this money but i hadn't had a facial like years and so it's like i'm gonna do it all the reviews are like this this touched a part of my soul and i was like 10 minutes in i was like i get it i get it i found it okay <laughs> oh my god it's i want to really try cute. this well i mean and i think you know so much stress and everything just gets held in the body and i think mm-hmm. it's really important to like move Cleanse through it out. that yeah exactly yeah. and that's why i really like somatic therapy but like yeah, she'll like adjust my neck mm-hmm. and like use aromatherapy and all that and then i leave and i'm just cleansed but so. this facial sounds dope. Yeah, you would I like know. this facial then. Okay, I really need to try it then. See, I want to try somatic therapy, and I need to get some recommendations. I asked my therapist for recommendations as well, and I can't remember. Oh, she I need to send you some. But what I was... Oh, now I remember what I was going to say. My my somatic therapist was telling me not, not to have kids. Not She's to like, the world kids? doesn't need more kids. Don't have any. I was like, okay, mom. <laughs> Thank you. Wait, your therapist said not to have kids. I yeah. love that. Yeah, she said... She said the world has enough. I was like, I think that's your personal opinion, but I'm glad you're sharing. Um, <laughs> so, like, I have so many of my my couples like actively trying to have kids right now. Though, like me personally, not wanting kids, I was like, but if you want them, we're gonna make it happen. I guess I'm surprised that people want to have children. Children are expensive. In this economy? Yeah, in this economy, I'm also expensive. So I think the people <laughs> who can see me are kind of doing okay on the financial front. Because like I'm usually that is not. I mean, we do have conversations about some of the finances, but usually that is not the thing holding them back. Wait, what's the thing holding them back? Now I'm curious. You don't have to talk about it if that's like you know. No, no. I think I think people are just becoming a lot more mindful, kind of like what both of you guys are talking about about just like what does it take to be a parent and be a good parent and like Mm -hmm. are they ready to be good partners to one another? Have they worked through their own shit? Are they willing and able to continue to do the work to not like repeat generational traumas so i think people are just like taking their time on it but love that <laughs> yeah i do genuinely love thinking too. through it yeah one of my friends actually said she was like she told her husband she was like i will not have children with you until you go to therapy and <laughs> that's what she's smart it's so funny because i so my current partner has two children my boyfriend has children and um he see and i actually just tweeted this earlier seeing him be a dad is like the most healing thing for my daddy issues Mm. it's phenomenal i'm like he's helping me heal on so many different levels i can see that i can see that i haven't actually i didn't hold a child like a baby until this year what like ever yeah because they weird me out so i never i like avoided it at all costs it wasn't that bad I love holding kids. Mm-hmm. I will say, if they're babies, it makes me scared that uh, something will happen and I will drop them. And it yeah, she was fault. she was like almost a year or yeah. Okay, so that's a like oh, a that's little, nice. little bit bigger. They can like hold a their head, newborn, no, yeah, at that and like you have to like support their neck. That's a lot of responsibility, I think. Yeah, but I that made me think of like my partner who also does not want kids. It, it's like surprisingly good with them, and it's cute to see them interact. It was like great, and we don't need to sign up for that permanently, but. We could do Auntie that. Vibes. Auntie vibes. Actually, and I haven't told anyone this on the pod yet, but I did meet my. Um, oh wait, I don't know if I should mention this. Ooh, never mind. But Why you not? just teased it. Now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll ask him for permission, and if he says it's cool, I'll keep it in. If not, I'll edit it out. But basically, my ex-husband has a child now. Oh. And I met his baby for the first time Aww. last weekend. And similar experience when I was watching him with his daughter, I was like this, like it warmed my heart so much. I was so Mm -hmm. proud of him, but I was like, I just know he's going to be a great dad. And it like really gave me a lot of hope for future generations because I think men this day and age are at least somewhat a little bit more, you know, Mm -hmm. aware before like having children and such of like their emotional state and like how to be a good father. So it, it gave me a lot of hope and it was like a really it was a really cute thing to witness and I um, definitely got emotional about it 
Um, but yeah, so he's got a little a little girl. It's adorable. Yeah. But this episode isn't about kids. I feel it's like not. Yeah, I know. We, we went on like a whole tangent, tangent before well, when getting she to said the point. That most of our clients are doing that. I was like, I feel like I see a lot of people having children, mm-hmm. and I'm just kind of like, you know, nearing my 30s and still don't like have that need. But then I was talking about this fantasy that I was having, and sometimes I'm like, okay, maybe in my late 30s I'll like want a kid. But I'm like, I think I'm gonna table it for five years and see how I feel then. Mm-hmm. I so. think, you know, I just, I can't wait till we're like still doing the pod in five years and then we're still going to be like, actually, I don't know about children, but I think, I think in, <laughs> in five years, I'll like more. revisit it, <laughs> yeah. you know? five more years. And everyone's going to be like, we already knew this. Anyways. Okay. Actually, let me tell you about my little scenario that I wanted your opinion yes. on. Okay. So I have um, a fuck buddy uh, and we have phenomenal sex. It's great. And last night. We were hooking up. Wait, have I heard this story? No. Oh, I don't so think this so. is new for me too. Well, it's not really a story. It's like just something that happened that oh. I was like, I need to like unpack this because I don't know why it happened or why I, I said what I said. But anyways, so we're hooking up mm-hmm. and like already came in the beginning and then we were like switching positions and then we were like in doggy, which is usually how he finishes. And then... um. While we were in doggy, he like made me come again, but it was like otherworldly. I was like, it was just absolutely mind blowing. And as soon as it happened, I said, oh my God, I do not deserve this. (laughs) And then I thanked him for it. And then like we continued and he just kind of laughed it off. But then as soon as I said it, I was like, why did I say that? Why did I not deserve this? And then I was like, and then afterwards, I just, you know, like when we were done and I went home and I was like driving back home, I was like, do I not think I'm like worthy of a really great orgasm? And then I was like, when was the last time I had an orgasm like this? And I was like, I actually can't remember. And it was an interesting experience to say the least. And I'm curious on like if, you know, because I'm going to bring this up to my therapist, but I don't see her for another like three weeks. (laughs) She's just like subbing in. Thank you. Uh, um, so like two possibilities that come to the top of my mind. One, like maybe there's some, you know, just worth and value and deserving things that it just kind of came out in a vulnerable moment and you just keep working on that. Okay. Two, you could just be vastly overthinking this. <laughs> Which is a possibility. <laughs> well, because like a lot of times when we're communicating something, we're not being so literal. Like you yeah. might not actually think you don't deserve mind blowing orgasms. It might have just been like the way you were expressing, like when something's ugh, like so good. Yeah. That like, oh, no one deserves something like this amazing feeling. It's just more of like a way to describe how good it was. Yeah. Versus like thinking that you don't actually deserve it. And I was trying to. That's rem- not what I thought was going to come out of your mouth. I thought you were going to be like, <laughs> "I said I love you." Oh, what? <laughs> like I didn't know what to think, but you I'm- saying you didn't deserve it. I've only been having sex with him for like I think three weeks. Why would I love him? Good for him for accomplishing that in three weeks. Right. Yeah. And on top of that, like he's. I don't know. I'm just saying, like, what if that accidentally came out? Is what I'm saying. You know, I oh, that I can just, happen. I've always mm-hmm. had this inkling since y'all started seeing each other. I'm like, oh, I feel like they're just gonna fall in love with each other. But that's just really. Me. I don't think this so. is like the official prediction. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, I don't get that vibe from him. In fact, one of the reasons that I started sleeping with him because I was like, this is someone I won't fall for. Mm. Welcome to how many times I've said that to myself. <laughs> Okay, I'm now, I'm now on your side. Okay, fair. How am I manifesting on the pod? I'm just like, if my prediction comes true. I, he's just, he's young. He's 25. Why would Ugh, I? I love that though. I have a little 26 year old I might see soon. I don't know. Okay, you might be right. Like maybe I just said it because it was like ugh, so good that I was like, oh my God, I don't deserve this. But like, I remember like in the moment I had already came once and then we were in doggy because like, I know that's how he comes. So then when I came again, I said that. And then I was like, wait, do I not feel I'm like worthy of a second orgasm before he has his? I Mm -hmm. think I'm on option two here. I think think I'm just overthinking it. I know. See, and that's what I'm saying. Sometimes you just need to let things be. I like diving into my mind, though. And I like (laughs) understanding why I say and do things. I'm like my favorite thing to explore most of the time. I love that. Figure out like who the fuck... I am. But I was like, did this come from my subconscious? Because it's possible. I mean, we all have to work on 
viewing ourselves as like worthy and deserving and so like yeah could have it has slipped out a little bit sure but i don't know if that's any more deeply rooted than like your average person because we all need to work on that i well i did a recent astrology reading and i remember in the part of the subconscious or i shouldn't say astrology is a tarot reading my apologies mm. i did a tarot reading with one of my friends and she was like your subconscious is working through a lot of self-worth issues she was like do you think you're worthy of a partner since like you're in between like you know opportunities like in your career and I remember I was talking to her about it and I was like, I don't think so because like, you know, I feel like I should have my shit a little bit more together before I like offer myself to someone. But then I got to thinking, I'm like, I was plenty worthy of, you know, a long-term relationship when I was with my, when I met my ex-husband and back then I was, you know, 18 and had nothing to my name. So I was like, okay, I don't think, you know, I, I think I need to get back into that mindset of like, I don't need a career to like justify getting into a relationship. So mm -hmm. when that came out, then I was like, is this my my stuff about my... Did you like, do the tarot reading before or after this? Before. Can I just say... It might have... That just like might have planted that idea in your head that like uh, maybe you latched on a little bit. Okay. Too deeply. But again, like I love tarot because it does kind of help you to see the things that are already around you. <gasps> Wait, you like you like tarot? Yes, of course. <laughs> Wait, have we talked about this? I don't She's think so, no. like Oh my god! But like it was going to be an obvious conclusion. I do too. I honestly have not been doing it as much lately, and I've kind of fallen out of my practice. So I'm very happy to get back into yeah, it. Yeah, but I'll do it. I'll do it for you, with you, whatever. We can just kind of get back into it. I've been doing it for like a year ish now. Yeah, I did it a lot more like in the beginning of COVID, and then kind of fell off it a bit. Oh my god, we should have brought our tarot cards. If I had known, we could have definitely done some tarot. And I do have a new deck that I want to use. Oh, what what that. deck did you start out with? I we use the Rider Weight. No, I did. I cannot remember what it's called, but it's like got all it's all like animal based. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. I love that. What were you going to say? I saw your your little finger go up. Well, I was just going to say um oh, that was a really good point too. You you saying that you think you need to like get your shit together before going to get like before getting into a relationship is like a very How do I explain it? Like that's what men do. Men are like, wait, let me get my shit together and then I'll get in a relationship. Oh, like compartmentalizing? Yeah. Like, oh. It just I'll reminded me because I saw a meme of that the other day. It's like men will be like, let me get my, my you know, blah, 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 X, Y, Z in a row and let me get all of this in line and then I'll go into a relationship. Told and women are just like, a smidge one. And women are like that. And I was like, oh, that. It also makes me think of queer love because I just watched that. Today. Queer love? Oh, my God. The, or the ultimatum queer love? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Everyone's yeah, been yeah, recommending yeah. that. Yeah. That's I've watched. Good. One episode. Is it good? Don't spoil it. It's good. I, won't, I like I won't it. Wait, anything. but what does that remind you of in the episode? There's um one of one of the people that are kind of hesitation about marriage is like, I want to have all my ducks in a row and have like my yeah. finances and all yeah, of my yeah, things yeah. before I could commit. And the other person's like, I just want you to commit to me. I don't those things are important, but that's not all that this is about. Things yeah. can happen simultaneously. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're worthy just as I also you are. love this person on that show. So I'm not going to say who it is, but I love them. <laughs> Wait, why do you want to say, why don't you want to say it? Just to not spoil anything for you. I want you to have the whole experience. Because uh, it's okay. wild and dramatic. I do want to watch it. Um, actually, the girl that I'm seeing recommended, she was like, oh my God, there's this couple on there that reminds me of us. And I was like, Ooh, which one? <laughs> Did she say the names? No, she didn't say the names. Okay, dang it. Yeah. Wait, yeah. It's funny because she's talking about, <clears throat> she's talking about my, my boyfriend's, wife mm -hmm. and the three of us were watching it the other day we were like mm. flip-flopping back and forth between selling sunset and the ultimate i finished that one, too. one oh you did yeah. i haven't finished it yet but, but this is you know this whole conversation is something that I was, we were talking about stuff with the other day is that like i remember when i first met my ex i was like i am still worthy of this love even if i don't have my shit together and then mm -hmm. i got my shit together you know in the duration of our marriage and i was very successful and now that like you know, my life has changed completely. And I'm like, well, I don't know what I have to offer someone. You. And, and then I, I, it's like when I, when I retold her that I kind of got back into the mindset of thinking like, well, yeah, I, I was 18 and believed that I was enough for someone. Like, why can't at 29, why can't I believe I'm enough for someone now? Like, even if I don't, you know, mm -hmm. have you have a kick-ass podcast, <laughs> like you're a great dog mom, like, you know, <laughs> and you put on amazing live shows and you get your shit done. I know, but it's so let's like, move past this. I know, but anyways, it came up and it just like I it had me wondering. I'm like, is this my subconscious like still like believing that I'm not deserving of certain things? But also, mm -hmm. like I just 
I'm always the one that like has to, you know, get on top and like make my orgasm happen. And this was Mm -hmm. like, this, this is actually the first partner that I've had in a while, or I shouldn't say partner. He's just a fuck buddy. Um, this is the first person in a while that's like made me come, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I think to some extent also that I'm just like interesting. Okay. That might be a little relevant that like he kind of took a little bit of the power from you in that moment and just like relinquishing to that felt good. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it does. A little unexpected, but it's also, I think like this whole thing kind of swirls around the concept of just. I think like in our culture, we make value and self-love this thing that you have to like achieve, which to me just feels very capitalistic. Um, It is, but that is capitalistic trauma. Instead of just being like recognizing that we are already like self-actualized worthy human beings. And that is what positively contributes to our society and environment. I like that. I don't know if it's just because like, I mean, not that Nikki has been like supporting me all the way, you know, since I, in my, since I left college or whatever. Um, But I mean, like she has helped me financially in many ways. But like I got to the point where recently I I would say within like last two years and especially when I was unemployed, um, I got to the point where I was just like, whether, you know, it doesn't matter. All of these things don't matter. Uh, I will figure it out. I Mm -hmm. am me. I am great just as I am. And, you know, like I, I found some really... Like, you know, people saw worth in me whether I had a job or not. And then mm-hmm. after going through that, I was like, okay, cool. So I'm good. You know, like it was just, mm-hmm. I feel like I don't see jobs and things like, you know, materialistic things the same way I used to. And like what I own define me. Mm-hmm. So like attached to your own sense of identity. Yeah. Well, I think that's been my journey. And like, you know, in my, after my divorce is like, and, you know, leaving my job was, like, detaching from, like, my very successful career, detaching from the life that I built that was very, you know, comfortable. Mm-hmm. I had, like, you know, I we had enough money to where it's, like, I didn't have to worry about anything. I could buy what I wanted, spend the money on trips that I wanted, had a house, an airplane, everything. And so it's, like, you know, leaving all that behind to, like... You know, I always tell Cammy, I was like, I felt like I like spent, you know, the better part of like eight years building all these great things only to get there and be like, never mind. This isn't what I wanted. <laughs> Slow it up. And start again. Yeah. And then you just kind of like, Doop, you know, that's kind the of fun part about slowly life. dismantle mm-hmm. all of it. Now it's like I'm rebuilding again. And I think that's like really tested my self-worth more than I ever thought it would. But, but then, that's like, like the mm-hmm. fun part. I know. But for it to like come up like uh, attached to my self-worth in sex, mm-hmm. that's when I was like. I'm curious if there's a connection here. And I was just, I was just thinking about it. There could be, but also you could just be overthinking it a tad. I know. And you had right. the tarot cards just like kind of planted that idea in your mind. And now, now I'm like, okay, but I am worthy of multiple orgasms. Absolutely. I am. Even we if they're, love that. even if they're not at my doing, if someone else gives me multiple orgasms, I am worthy of that. And I appreciate that you like thanked him for that <laughs> in the moment. You were like, just so appreciative. I know. Thank you, father. <laughs> Father? Not, I don't know. Cold I don't, I don't know why that came out. We don't need to talk about that. Well, I you know <laughs> I was gonna say daddy, but she doesn't like calling people daddy. So So yeah, you defaulted to father. <laughs> yeah, yeah, even worse. Okay. Worse. Even worse. I don't know. Not to shame anyone who uses that term if yeah. they prefer father to daddy. <laughs> I feel I like there's what like a little like reli- a, like religious like kink in there. Religious, yeah. Exactly. What if it's a religious father? Well, if they like watch like Fleabag and then just really wanted to act that out. <laughs> okay, sorry. Uh, I, if someone, if I ever said father or if someone said father in bed or mother, I would like probably oh. puke. Yeah. Anyways. No. <clears throat> okay. Well, I appreciate your insight on that. Now I'm going to journal. What? And I said now to the main topic. <laughs> 40 minutes later. <laughs> I'm going to journal about it a little bit more. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I did thank him. I always like to thank my partners if they like, you know, do something good in bed. Because especially when they're younger like that, I feel like it's, you know, mm-hmm. like it's good to give Healing, them. Healing. Yeah. It's good to give them that like. Validation. Validation. Yeah. That they're mm-hmm. doing a good job. I thanked my boyfriend for this hickey. <laughs> <laughs> I like being marked up. I love having marks. I love it when I get hickeys on my boobs and my neck. Yeah, but we're also mm-hmm. filming, and so it's like, you know, as long as you can cover you it up You can't tomorrow. see it. Okay. Anyways, <clears throat> now, on to the actual reveal. topic. 
Um, and I know we discussed this briefly when mm-hmm. we were at um, Happy Hour. Mm-hmm. I was like, wait, where were we? <laughs> we were getting margaritas. Anyways, um, we have a lot of people that often ask about this. And it's not something that I've been like through personally mm-hmm. in our at least like in recent <clears throat> excuse me in recent times but it does have me like wondering like in the future like what i would do in this scenario so it's like you know for example say you are in like a current dynamic with your partner whether that be like monogamy or vanilla sex or whatever and one maybe both but you know one of you wants to like start exploring like kink or non-monogamy or something like that and you go to your partner and you, you know, prepare everything, you talk about it, you present it really nicely. And they're like, no, because we get people mm-hmm. that write in about that all the time. They're like, well, I brought up this and my partner was like, I don't want to do that. And now I don't know what to do. And we're in an awkward place. And like, they know now that I'm going to do this or that I want to do mm-hmm. this. And now, you know, because they know that I want to. And now it feels, you know, so it's like, I think it brings up a lot of emotions when it's like you, because obviously like you feel rejected but at the same time. Then you're like, well, now what? Because they know that I want this and mm-hmm. but they don't want the same thing. So I'm always like curious, like what? you know, like how to handle that discussion because I had to sit down and think about it. I'm like, I don't know what I would do. And then people ask us for advice and I'm like, well, shit. So I'm curious from a more professional standpoint. Yeah. I mean, from the professional standpoint, I always like to get as in front of things as I can. So like work on your communication before bringing things up, like really work on it. Um, Because if you're going to bring up something like new or vulnerable, you want to have a really good foundation realistically are all people people gonna do that like no uh so if you did your very best and you tried and the answer was it kind of depends on what the answer is if it's a flat out no my first thought is like we just got to be patient and like sometimes like when you have gone through the process of thinking about what this means to you why you want to do these things and then you bring it up to your partner they have not had the same time to figure out what it means and they might just be having like a bit of a knee-jerk reaction which is like this is new and scary and i i don't understand it maybe feels threatening maybe it touches on my own wounds like i'm just gonna say no like just just be patient uh and then see if you can move the conversation not like necessarily immediately give your partners maybe time to process but like come back to it and be like hey i know you said no but i'm curious about why and can we actually talk about it um and then talk about why it's important to you i also would say like in bringing some of these things up like don't monologue at your partner like here's the laundry list of reasons why i want to like open up or or try this kinky (laughs) thing uh go because like that's just gonna be overwhelming uh but like help guide them a little bit through the process that you took because they now need to go through that process. It might still be a no. If it is a no, like at the end of the day, you have to respect that. And sometimes these things will reveal that there are certain incompatibilities. But like a lot of the time you can probably get close. And it also might just be like, well, maybe not this thing, but is there like a step along the way to like get to that thing that's really interesting? So if you're like, hey, I really want to, you know, do anal and that's really important to me and I want you to put it in my butt and they're like mm, no that feels gross and I'm not comfortable with that like maybe we just try getting close to the butt first and like a little bit closer than like toys like you can work up to things people are usually just a little taken aback and they respond from like the most defensive position not defensive in a way that's going to like you know blame their partner necessarily but defensive and just like I'm trying to protect myself and this feels Mm-hmm. foreign um granted if their no is like very judgmental or mean or cruel we're in a very different type of conversation so it kind of depends on what your dynamic is but we're assuming generally healthy well i mean it varies but like i feel like a lot of time when people do ask us about it and they say that it like like what you said that knee-jerk reaction it usually seems like that's kind of the initial like they're like oh my god i can't believe you brought this up and like they have a way negative reaction but usually like the way that presented to me, I'm like, oh, I think you just need to give them a little bit of time to like catch up mm-hmm. to this. Yeah. And like maybe sit with it before you're, you know, before they give you a response. Because I think, yeah. I think you, I mean, people need to just breadcrumb a little more often when it really? comes to, like when it comes to like maybe a big thing that they want to bring up to their partner. And by breadcrumb, I mean like, you know, let's say you're having thoughts of like, 
oh, you know, you're reading this really spicy reverse harem where this girl has four boyfriends and now you have your partner, but now you're thinking, mm, I would love to maybe explore non-monogamy, open up our relationship. <coughs> Bring up the book first. Hey, I was just reading this book about the story, you know, and then like, so give them like little tiny, tiny hints and then eventually work up to like that grand conversation of, as you said, mm -hmm. you know, get to that point of like, hey, I've been thinking about this a lot. I really want to open up. I would love to explore this with you, blah, 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 blah. I think sometimes people, I mean, as you just mentioned, like you, you have that whole thought process and you, you know, then you have your PowerPoint presentation, but you've never brought the subject up to your partner before. And that's why like communication is just so important. So, mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know. I am just seeing, I, I'm thinking about the time that I specifically remember when I was with my ex-fiance and I was reading my reverse harem books. He knew what I was reading about. You know, I would tell him about it all the time. So like he felt comfortable kind of, you know, one night we were laying down and he was like, what are your thoughts on threesomes? And like then it got, but that, that's all he said. That was all he said. Not that he and I ever did a threesome with anybody, but like I know he had interest in it. But as soon as he said that, I just started thinking about it. And then I was like, mm, maybe, you know, I'll let him come to me when he wants to you know, ask further questions about it, but he kind of breadcrumbed me a little bit and I appreciated that. Mm. I always say with men, you got to make them think it's their idea. You know, <laughs> so <laughs> that's so my strategy. <laughs> so it's, like, it's good to, you know, if, if you plant the seeds and then one day they're like, I have an idea. And then mm -hmm. you're like, yes, <laughs> you do. No. But it also, the breadcrumbing I like because it gives you an opportunity to maybe see where you would meet some resistance. Oh, Ooh. So like if you breadcrumb a little thing of like, oh, my friends are, you know, just had a threesome. Like, what are your thoughts? And they go like, oh my God, sluts. Like, <laughs> yeah, how, like, how, how could I could never? Then you could be like, hey, like, let's talk about why that was your reaction. Exactly. Exactly. Before you then like open it up to like bringing you actually into the conversation. Exactly. It's positive breadcrumbs. There's stuff we need to work through and like biases we have and societal crap. Like you might just want to work through some of that stuff before bringing it up yourself. Yeah. And like, it, I like this term positive breadcrumbing because <laughs> normally yeah. breadcrumbing is not <laughs> like a positive like, thing. No. To me, it's more like testing the waters or yeah. just like positive, <laughs> positive <laughs> breadcrumbing. You know, and you're like, what is it? Like, like a little just, trail of exactly like, a little trail of chocolate just yeah. to come if closer. you actually eventually have the conversation you can't like breadcrumb someone and then just hope they magically like know your desires because that, that doesn't work that's just me you have reached your destination <laughs> here's the bienvenidos a cuba <laughs> why are we here uh, what was i gonna say i for example like when you said earlier that a lot of people are having children or a lot of your clients are, it reminded me that like a lot of our friends are like talking about opening up their relationships, opening up their relationships. And one of my friends, this was a couple of months back, but she was like, I just remember she was like, well, that talk didn't go well. She's like, what's your advice? And I, and I found an episode on openly where she had talked a little bit about it. And I just remember like when I, and I sent her that episode, cause I'm like, I think this is a great resource. But then I was like, well, shit, like, you know, what would I do in that situation? I haven't really like put a lot of thought into it. And I guess I'm at the point where like when I approach partners, I'm like, this is who I am. It's a non-negotiable. Mm -hmm. You can say no and peace out, you know? So it's like, I think, you know, so that's why like maybe I haven't put as much thought into it, but yeah, people are always asking like what to do. And like, I don't know. I mean, well, I, I mean, feel if like you think about our demographic, like a lot of the times it is couples who, you know, maybe they're not in, you know, for example, whether they're not in open-minded cities or states or they're, mm -hmm. you know, in very traditional relationships, you know, a lot of times they do come to us with those questions of like, hey, like, you know, I want to introduce this to my partner, but like they're terrified of doing that. And like rightfully so, I get it. Like you don't want to face that rejection. You don't want to face, you know, possibly the ending of a relationship because you have an idea. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, and I really like it also the, comes up on our Q&A a lot. Everyone's like, how can I get my partner to do this? And I'm like, well, you can't get them to do mm -hmm. anything. <laughs> exactly. I <laughs> know. So. Exactly. It's like, no, you got to talk about it. And I feel like, you know, a lot of the times it just too. And, oh, and I was having this thought earlier. I thought it was so profound in the car. It was like a half thought. And then I forgot about <laughs> it. <laughs> but, you know, just, you know, a lot of the times it's like when we want to tell a partner something or we want to ask them something and you know, a lot of times we end up going to like our friends or something and we're like, well, how do I tell them this? And then like you literally say exactly what you want to tell mm -hmm. 
but you're asking how to tell them and it's like no you're not you know what you want to say you're just scared to say it yeah but i think as mm-hmm. humans we also like you know a little bit of validation before we go mm-hmm. like have this big discussion with someone you know that or like a sounding board so everyone can be like yeah that sounds good or maybe mm-hmm. like change this part I do them therapy all the time. They're like, so like, this is my phrase. We're like, let's, let's like workshop this a little okay, bit. Okay. I do that with my therapist all the time. Yeah. I'll literally be like, okay, this is what I want to like say. And then we'll like literally like dissect it a little bit. And I'll be like, what, you know, present it. And then she'll be like, well, what about this? Or like, you know, mm-hmm. and I think that that's like a good practice to do because then that way, like you can, you know, and you never know. Sometimes like you word something and you think it sounds really great and someone else reads it and they're like, this comes off as super defensive or, or like super that is true. whatever. Mm-hmm. And then so when you have someone else being like, hey, then I think that can help. That reminds mm-hmm. me of the other day. One of my one of my friends, he um, he was trying to ask this girl if she was comfortable with taking plan B because he was like, you know, he finished. He didn't finish in her, but she was on birth control and. He didn't know where she was at in her cycle. So he was like, how do I say this to her? And I wrote out this perfectly like great, respectful sentence. And he just copy pasted. <laughs> and I was like, perfect. I did it right. <laughs> and she had a, re- a great positive response to it. So. I've definitely had times where my therapist said something and I'm like, stop, say that again. And then I start writing it down and I'm like, okay. I've perfect. seen people like jot down notes. I'm like, it's fine. Just, seal it. <laughs> just tag your sources. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, but if it like sounds too not like you, that might cause some suspicion so like rework it in your own words that's That's also fine but what about okay so like say say you breadcrumb positively (laughs) or whatever (laughs) and then you like kind of discover some things along the way and you think maybe you're at a point where you can have that discussion and you have it and it still gets like a really negative reaction and they're pissed and now, you know, you're confused because you're like, well, I thought we were going to go in this direction. And like we thought or I thought they were going to be like ready for this conversation, but they weren't. Mm-hmm. I guess I'm just curious, like, what what do you do in those scenarios? Uh, step one, get support from your for yourself, not mm-hmm. from your partner. Oh, least like immediately. So oh. if, like you brought it up to your partner. You were like really hopeful and excited. I thought it was going to go well. And then like it doesn't they're having their own emotional reaction now you're having an emotional reaction take a breath you go seek support from mm. probably the people you were talking to to bring this up in the first place your friends uh, therapist, whatever yeah a reddit form whatever you need <laughs> um, i'm thinking like some of these people probably don't have a lot of support um but i lost my train of thought that was like reddit uh they go for support to people for support and emotional then support separate, elsewhere yeah so like bring it up and it just goes poorly yeah um oh so after you've gotten your own support and and can hold space for your partner again you need to maybe work through what is likely just like the projected meaning Mm -hmm. that happened in that moment so like when you said i want to do x kinky act or i want to open up or whatever it is and their first response was fuck no Mm -hmm. uh then you go like okay well why and like what did you what did it feel like when I brought that up to you like what was your instinctual reaction it's kind of where some of that somatic therapy can kind of help if you're really good at identifying how your feelings are manifesting in your body like was it fear was it anger was it a sense of rejection like let's just talk about that thing first and then kind of see if someone is like very calm and been like hey before you even brought this up because you've been bread grabbing like i've been thinking about this and i've been researching this and for xyz reasons this doesn't fit for me then it might just be a no mm-hmm. and, and then you respect. have to decide if it's if that's, if that's a deal that's negotiable or yeah. Not. yeah 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 actually okay what you said about when they're projecting something onto you this actually reminded me of a recent experience and actually i we, we talked about it during happy hour but this mm-hmm. is also mm-hmm. another one where i'm like what do you do when someone because even when I was in this situation, I found myself a little bit stumped at like how to present it to them, because like, say, for example, they're projecting like their insecurity. So you're like, mm-hmm. let's be, you know, non-monogamous or let's have a threesome or whatever. And they're like, no. And a lot of that, a lot of the core reason behind that is the fact that they are like maybe they're insecure and they're projecting those insecurities onto that. Mm hmm. I guess, you know, because, like, you don't want to sit there and be like, well, you're saying no because you're an insecure bitch. Like, no one mm. wants to say that. Or, you're or like, you're insecure to your partner. Like, no one wants to say that to their partner. So, like, how do you go about kind how of, How do you like, show someone their ego? Yeah. 
because I struggled with that when I faced it and uh, I struggled hard. The, this is like therapy <laughs> 101. You have to have a really good rapport with someone. Really? Yeah. Like that is a huge part of being a therapist is you have to develop a trusting relationship with someone so that you can do that exact thing. So you can be like, I'm going to point something out to you <laughs> and like, let's see how you, how you take this. Is this is kind of what I'm doing? seeing. Yeah. You have to do it in the right moment a little bit, like in it as best as you can, not like in a heat of a moment of like, well, this is because you're insecure and screw you work on it. Uh, you'd be like, hey, I've been noticing this thing or when this thing happened, uh, you know, I felt that it might be related to this. Always allow them to correct you because you could be wrong. You can be like, this is your insecurity. And they're like, actually, that's not it at all. Screw you for that assessment. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, bitch. Do you minus. Like, but just like, this is what I'm, I'm kind of noticing. And this is why I'm thinking that this is the case here. And then just let them have that dialogue with you. Of like, yeah, maybe I, I was feeling that when you brought up wanting to see other people, that that meant that I wasn't good enough for you. That wasn't worthy enough for you. That touched on some part of me that feels not enough. Great. Now you can have a really great conversation about that, but you just have to let them have the space to like meet you. And you're like, I'm going to offer that. I think this might be the thing. Do you want to accept that offer? If the answer is no, then like, don't touch it. What if they're not willing to like, like if you, if you are able to kind of like be like, Hey, I think it's this. And they're like, no, I, I don't think it's that, but they don't have necessarily a reason to, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they're just like, no, I don't think that's it, but it actually really is. Like I, you know, you're uh, not their therapist. That's yeah. not your job. <laughs> I just, and this reminds me of when I was with my, my ex, for for two years not my ex-fiance the guy that came after that um the ex-dom oh yeah mm. i there were so many times where like his ego was just shining through and nikki would always point it out she'd be like that's his ego so then like he and i would get in fights and, other, and i'd be like well nicole was saying that's your ego <laughs> oh well gee, <laughs> just like you offload the blame <laughs> And I'm uh, sure that didn't help his relationship with her. It did. No, we had a very strained relationship. I wonder why. Terrible relationship. We had a very strained relationship. But I will say, like, but I did think he was a great guy. Two, you know, a year later, you know, when he and I were breaking up and we were having like one of our last discussions, he was like, you know, you were right. I was working. Yeah, a lot of my ego was had to mm -hmm. be worked through, you know, in order for me. And you know, it took me a long time. He's like, but I finally saw it. Mm -hmm. that yeah. is actually similar to the breadcrumbing what i kind of call like planting seeds especially with ego stuff people don't just be like yep you nailed it like i accept that <laughs> thank yeah. you for pointing it out because if that was the case they've probably already done a lot of work uh you have to recognize that when you bring these things up to people and you do it slowly and gently that like people will come to terms in their own time so like you can offer it and if they're saying nope that's not it but i don't know why it's like cool let me know if you get like greater insight to then what it might be if it is not that uh and then you just leave it because they need to take their own time in getting to that conclusion maybe it's obvious for you but it just might not be obvious for them or maybe it is and they just don't want to deal with the fact that it's obvious to them i mean because i definitely see like where people like ask us like okay hey i brought this up and they're like no i don't want to do it because this isn't this and you know like they'll basically paint the picture where it sounds like maybe their partner is dealing with an insecurity or something like ego related to like whatever they brought up and usually yeah like i'll flat out point it to them but then like i actually when you brought all this up then i realized i'm like sure like this is what i tell people like oh that's probably their ego but like how do you present that to your partner because in the past i've really struggled to tell people like i think it's your ego or i think it's your insecurities or i think this is like something you need to work on and not my problem mm -hmm. i had that happen with a partner where it's like he he got upset every single time that like even though like he knew i was non-monogamous and he knew i was you know like who i was and and that i have multiple dynamics and that i have other people that i sleep with etc and i understood that like he was brand new to it so you know it was going to require time but you know, for example, there would be times where it's like I would like have a threesome or something and he'd get upset and, you know, and I'd be like, well, like I understood that he got upset because like it brought up a lot of insecurities for him. But at the same time, I was like, there's nothing like doesn't he had a whole list of like what I should do after a threesome to like make him feel better about it. And mm -hmm. that really pissed me off. But I just remember like I, I read this list and I'm like, these are all ego insecurities. So it's like, how do I and, and I, I didn't know how to other than like go through each one of them and be like 
no, I'm not doing this because like I don't need to valid or justify my actions to someone just for, mm-hmm. you know, sating their like insecurities. But like I remember that was a really hard conversation because I was like, I don't know how to how to point this out to someone. And then at the same time, it's like, you know, kind of like what you said, you you have to let them come to that kind mm-hmm. of conclusion on their own with time. But yeah, it's just it's hard to like say that and then you know you don't know when at one mm-hmm. point they're going to be like okay i actually figured it on you or if ever <laughs> yeah or if the, ever. there's or no guarantee or if ever. yeah yeah exactly yeah. but also remember? like i think part of like being in a partnership with someone whether it's casual or whatever is recognizing that you might need to hold space for their insecurities and their ego and you might need to within reason give them some reassurance like, i don't know what was on his post threesome <laughs> affirmation list uh, <laughs> But like some of that probably could have been reasonable and something that maybe, you know, you would have been happy to do if it's like, you know, really long and don't do the thing, then that's a little controlling. But yeah, we are all working through things. And part of being in a partnership with someone is supporting that growth and being along the ride for it, even when it's not like all worked out yet. I agree. You do have to like find where you are willing to like give them some affirmation and like where you can kind of meet them in the middle on that. There were definitely some requests on that list though where I was like, no, I don't, I don't need to do this to, to justify it. But at the same time, like I, I, I looked at that list and I was like, this just doesn't make it worth it to me. And I, like, mm-hmm. it just didn't make it, but the, but the, I, you know, and the relationship eventually did end, but for a variety of reasons, but you know, I do think it was kind of like an eye opening moment for me of like what <laughs> I am and am not willing to do for someone like when it comes to helping in kind of dealing with those issues. Cause like you face them a lot in non-monogamy you face them a lot in partnerships in general, you know? So it's like, you got to figure out like what you are and are not willing to do to like help someone overcome it. I had a, I had a listener who she had like, she sent me a question cause, um, she's, I guess, entering a dynamic where the guy has another sub and she, he wants her to be his other sub or new sub, whatever, anyways, and she was like, well, you know, some of the questions that I ask myself, I'm like, you know, if he sees her more often than me, like, what do I mean to him, blah, 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 and I'm, you know, and I looked at those questions, and I was like, well, uh, and I, like, I didn't know how to say it, but I just said it, I was like, that's your ego, and like, and I told her, I was like, you know, you really have to ask yourself some of the questions, like, okay, if he goes to, to see her, like, if you're, or, or here's a better example. I was like, you know, if you're worried about how much time he's spending with her compared to you, but you're getting what you want out of your time together, like, why does it matter? You know, so I was trying to give her like examples of maybe how to work through that ego and just a sense of like, okay, you know, are you getting what you want out of this relationship? You know that it's a poly structure. How you're, you just, you're going to have to come to accept some things if you want this to work otherwise like you know especially if there is an incompatibility in how much time he's giving you and you don't think it's enough and you know you want more and he can't give that to you you know then step away but otherwise it's like you're just gonna because like I when I got into my relationship with my boyfriend I a lot of the inner work that I had to do with my ego was just being like I'm good as I am with him and Mm -hmm. I get what I want so what he you know, outside of that, the other relationships that he has, like, it doesn't, you know, like, I don't need to project my insecurities on that. that Are sense. you saying that, like, because the relationship can't really, it's capped because he's already married, that, like, it doesn't necessarily affect the value of the relationship or huh? you? What? Say that again? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, was, I, th- was I was trying to see if what you meant by that was that, like, because, you know, he's already married, so, like, you can't really follow the relationship structure that, like, it doesn't necessarily, that, that, the lack thereof does not affect your value in the relationship. Um, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. It took, it took <laughs> me, my brain was, like, processing <laughs> Yeah, that. hold on. I'm having a hard time processing this question. I mean, I think my my value, I, especially when it comes to, you know, this poly relationship that I'm in, um, and I hope I portrayed this to our listener correctly when I was, you know, explaining to her, um, at least just, like, the, some of the inner work that I've done. Um, but in the sense of, like, when I think about my relationship with my boyfriend and the fact that he's already married, and, yes, there are limitations to our relationship, um... Yeah, I just, I don't, I took the relationship escalator out of it and I just, there's, 
that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Removing that didn't affect your, like the, your, the value of the relationship in your eyes yeah, or correct. the value. Mm-hmm. That, okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Cause I, I can see, and I'm like, I don't know this, this person's whole story. Um, like the time spent can make you feel like you are worth less or less exactly. valued to them. Um, which is one option. It is also not the only option. Like if, cause I, I don't want to the whole like ego thing to be like work through your ego and get strong and secure in your ego. That does not mean like just be a chill girl. And that's true. So like, and if there's like, I want more time and like, I have an expectation for this relationship. Exactly. And if you're not able then I have to walk away. That's also a secure ego. It does not just mean like be chill, cool with everything. And no, I never I, had that's to be a, a problem. Point. That's no, a great and it's point. True. I have and to remind myself that sometimes. And that's how I see it. And that's mm-hmm. why I'm like, I'm, I'm thinking back to like how I wrote it to her and I hope I portrayed it correctly. But that is so true because yeah, you, I mean, it's, it's never like you want to compromise what you want just to like mm-hmm. be the chill girl. Um, but or like be so secure in your ego that you're absolutely unbothered by everything. Exactly. Cause that means you're disconnected from something. Exactly. And it's that, that, that's not, that's not how you want to be at all, but it's just, it's coming to that middle ground of like, okay, well you can't, if you're dating a poly man in a dom sub dynamic and he has another sub, you can't just think about you know oh how well is it going with the other sub is it is their time mm-hmm. yeah you got to better time than mine exactly yeah. it's like, yeah, no, yeah. you can't think about that because that's gonna absolutely just you're gonna get in your head and you're gonna you know paint this picture and it's just gonna absolutely ruin it for you instead just look at the value mm-hmm. look at the time that you're spending with him is he giving you everything that you want and it's good you know it's a lot of like good relationship anarchy stuff in there like yeah. the was the relationship smorgasbord I oh, never wait, relationship what smorgasbord. I can never say that word. Re- relationship what smorgasbord. What is? Are that? you talking about Smorgasbor- that one fair in downtown? Yes. <laughs> well, that's the same word. It means like like a cornucopia of things. Oh. <laughs> I, cannot say, I cannot Smor- say this Smor- word. Smorgasbord. Right. Something like that. I, I honestly will always whisper this under my breath because I don't think I've once said it right in my life. Uh, but it's part of relationship anarchy, not like the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, but there's a nice little chart. You can literally Google this and it breaks out all of the things that are can be a part of relationships. And it kind of gets you off that escalator. So you see it as like a bucket where you can pick and choose all these different things and they all are equally valuable. I like it. I love she might like some of that. Yeah. They really need to rename that, though. Yeah, I've I really never. Like that. But I mean, it's 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 true, you know. When it comes to like, you know, the, the the I'm just thinking about this whole conversation about you know telling someone that you want to try something, they say no, or you know you're, or you know trying to tell someone their ego, you know, all these things. It just, yeah, they're hard conversations. Mm-hmm. They're hard conversations. And sometimes I also thought of the mm-hmm. scenario where you know pretty recently one of our friends she was like, well. You know, we had the discussion. It went well. We were both down for it. We tried it. And then afterwards, he was like, never mind. I don't want to do this anymore. And she was like, now what? And I was like, she literally called me for advice. And I was like, uh, I was like, I think we need to sit with this. And that's yeah, like, I was like, well, one they, they said yes. So like part of them was kind of maybe open, but also then like, were they just saying yes to like placate and be nice? And yeah. And I asked and her not be a burden. Too. Were there um, enough conversations had? Yeah. And so like that's a tough one, too, you know, because then it's like. But if they said yes, then I, I would say that there's probably a little bit of hope with some patience and like more communication. Patience, yeah. yeah. And that's what I was thinking. Too. I'm like, and that's what I told her. I'm like, I think you just need to let him work through these feelings because like mm. he's still going to have a reaction that maybe he wasn't expecting, even if he prepared for it. Yeah. To me, that feels like like bungee jumping. Like you're, you're excited. You go out on the ledge and then your body goes, nope, like I was excited <laughs> getting here and now I don't want to do this. Never mind. It's like Maybe you just plunge. need to like reconnect to why you wanted to do that in the first place. Yeah. Or we're open to doing it and have more discussions about it. But I don't know. There's just they're not fun things. And I have this whole the whole ego conversation just took me back to that scenario. And I'm like, it's just not. Yeah. Dealing with other people's emotions like you got to figure out, like, what what are you going to hold space for and what are you not? Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, when these kind of situations arise and you got to think about like, OK, I'm good to help you here. But like, this is where you got to do some work. Yeah, or just like where you're out of your element like i don't know how to help you through this and so like please seek support seek therapy yeah elsewhere like i told that to one of my i told that to one of my partners and he was like he took he said that that came off as cold and calculated (laughs) (laughs) maybe i should have that might have been in like your delivery delivery i know how did you say it i have to think about it to be honest 
I think we're running out of time. But anyways, <laughs> I yeah, I, I felt bad. I mean, also. moral of the story, just open communication, positive breadcrumbing. <laughs> yeah, there's more communication than you think you have to. That's the one thing is people under communicate all yeah. the time. Like oh, you should yeah. be talking a lot about a lot of things. That's why I always say, you know, when you start a relationship, even if it like is not on either of y'all's radar, have the conversation. What happens if someone proposes a threesome at a club? Mm-hmm. Run through fun, fun scenarios. Run through <laughs> like the scenario. Half the time, probably running through those scenarios is going to give you nothing. Like, what are your thoughts on this random thing? Like get into people's heads because the only way you know is by having them express that to you. Exactly. Yeah. And so it's like the more that you ask them, how often do you like to do your dishes? You know, this is why before you oh, then we can have a whole conversation on division of labor in the household. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. I do a lot of work around that. Kimmy, you know, earlier when you were saying I overthink things, this is why. Because I have that those conversations myself all the time. Like, well, what if this happens? What if this happens? What about this? Should we look at this? You know, so I like to explore myself. In many know. ways. All right. Any final pieces of advice to our listeners? Uh, go to therapy. <laughs> <laughs> and for those of you in New York, call and New Jersey. <laughs> now I'm dual licensed in New York and New Jersey. Oh, really? Ooh, yeah. That's so fun. More, more people. But yeah, go to therapy. Even if nothing's wrong. Absolutely. When things are not wrong, go to therapy. That is the best time to go. Makes my job so much easier if I'm not in like crisis mode trying to like see if we can salvage yeah. something. And people are just like, we want to be here proactively. I was like, yes. I love What you. do you think people should start with? Talking therapy or somatic therapy? Mm, if you're super into intellectualizing, which a lot of people are, start with a talk therapist who can talk about what they do for people who intellectualize stuff. Mm-hmm. It might just be a little hard to jump to somatic therapy if you don't have like the base knowledge of like how your emotions function and you can maybe get to somatic therapy later. Um, if you tend to be more in tune with your emotions, you could maybe just jump to somatic. Nice. See, I started with a year of Mm -hmm. talk therapy before I started somatic. Yeah. But you have to have a therapist who like knows what they're doing and can actually like help you understand some of these concepts. A lot of, especially like new therapists do a lot of the, so how do you feel about that? Like 15 times. And then people get frustrated. It's like, I don't know how to, I don't know how to move past that. Mm -hmm. So you do have to have a therapist who can like educate a little bit. Mm, Yeah. That's what I like about my somatic therapist is that she educates me more than my, Mm -hmm. um, than my talk therapist did before. Because I feel like sometimes my my previous talk therapist would just listen and then she'd be like, yeah, but you didn't want that, right? And I'd just be like, mm, can we talk a little bit more about it? You know, but so it was I, a very soft reflection she did there. Yeah, no, uh, she came. I, I did it right because with her, you know, with my first therapist, I wasn't ready to um, mm-hmm. like I needed like the baby steps. Like I needed my hand held and mm-hmm. I needed to be a little bit more like, you know, soft push. Um, and then now my semantic therapist is like, you know. Yeah. But also <laughs> if you were me. limited on supports, like if I'm thinking some of the p- listeners who like might not be in really liberal cities like New York or L.A., uh, any therapist, go, go to anyone who will just hold that space for you and allow you to explore on your own. Even if therapy is just like a sounding board for your own thoughts, it is helpful. Yeah. Well, then you I mean, may graduate into different modalities or something of therapy and i definitely think like you should never expect your partner to be a therapist that's why at times like when mm-hmm. i felt like i could only do so much to kind of like you know help hold space or like affirm them in certain ways the rest i was like go to therapy and like i did successfully get one of my but two of my partners in therapy love it i successfully <laughs> got two of them in therapy because i'm like look i can only do so much you need to finish this work i can't do it and the one of them is doing like leaps and bounds like i feel like if we had met when he like after therapy we would have actually been in a relationship um you know and then the other one i have no idea how he's doing but at least he got back into therapy because of me. And I just like, yeah, there, there's only so far I will go in f- holding space for someone and affirming until the rest. I'm like, you got to get someone else to do it because I can't I can't be your therapist. So if you want to get with Nikki, you have to go to therapy. That's uh, the it's new honestly criteria. becoming kind of a criteria. <laughs> and it's not, bad, love, it's not a bad one. <laughs> go to therapy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A new jingle. Well, Danica, thanks for joining us. Of course, anytime. Yeah. I'm going to send this episode for anyone when they ask us in the future. I'm like, well, you know, what do I do now? And I'm like, well, shit. And if you're so. in New York, you could just book a session with me. Book a session with Danica. Well, apparently they got to be balling for that. So. That is <laughs> the <part>. Yes. <laughs> yes, I'm sorry. <laughs> I've worked really hard to get to this no, place. No, 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 Danica. <laughs> no, you're worth. No, yes, no, no you're well deserved. Well deserved. No, no you're <laughs> worth. Okay, awesome. Well, do you want to plug yourself? 
if you could just like google my name danica mitchell that's that's it i don't have socials or anything that are relevant here we'll put the google link on the episode description mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean if you want to see her really cute cats you can follow her yeah you YouTube. can follow my personal instagram that's absolutely fine but it's just not going to be therapy or sex it's related cats. it's just cats cats and travel mostly yeah. <gasps> well let's do tarot soon um yes but anyways you can find us at doubleteampodcast.com all yes. relevant links on Instagram at Double Team Podcast or Kimmy and Nikki. We're also on Twitter. Oh, yeah, I follow like all of your accounts. So I, I know. just see all of your stories. <laughs> yeah, like you just see I know because you follow our personals. Too. Yeah, the personals and the Kimmy and Nikki and the Double Team. When they, they kind of banned you for a little bit there. Yeah. yeah. We love the support. Thank you, Dean. We came back though. <laughs> and of course, support us on Patreon. And if you want thirst traps and you want to pay for those, I do sell those on Sunroom. So. What is yeah. sunroom? Thanks, like guys. We are soft only. It's like soft only. Oh, fans. cool. Yeah, I'm never. I'm not starting an OnlyFans. At least I don't foresee myself doing that. But I do have some. Ideas, we so. do get a lot of requests, though. People. I would like, not be surprised. And I'm like, no. Anyway, exactly. Wear condoms. Yeah, wear condoms. Love you, mine.